The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 30 Brady Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello! Hello, 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 hello. Hi. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, as you know, we take the episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we break it down. Oh, yeah. We uh, spend the night with it in our room. We oh, yeah. rub its ears and ask if it Hell feels good. Just like that. Yeah. We do some heavy petting. Down low heavy petting. Tell it not so fast using its mouth and to slow it down. Slow it down, baby. All for you, the listener. Oh, yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> and on today's episode, we take a look at season five, episode six, entitled Getting Greg's Goat. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBSL Access, Paramount Plus, and uh, Amazon Prime. How's it going? Yeah. So, how was your we were week? We're talking to you, Jenny. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's she might find it creepy. But yeah. <laughs> how was your week? It was all right. Not too bad. Fine as wine, kind of chatty. Know what I mean? <laughs> nice. How about yours? Uh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing special, which is good because it was quiet, normal week. Nothing bad go. happened. Nothing great. Just a normal week. I, f- I hung out with our friend Ronald yesterday. So that was fun. That was fun. Good, good. Yep, yep. Cat's still doing good, the baby cat. The I thought she was dead. Oh, no, that was the old cat. This is the baby oh, cat. okay. I yeah. was like, wow, it's doing better. No, that's, that cat is still... Let me tell Hold on. Yeah, he's still dead. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But this baby cat thinks that I'm its leader somehow. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, question. Mm-hmm. You paused to go see, and then you confirmed it's still dead. Yeah. You still have the dead cat like in the house on the floor? Yeah, it finally stopped stinking. So that's a good thing. Because <laughs> I get, you know, the people were complaining and stuff, that, you know, my family. But yeah. No, no, no. It's That's buried in the yard. Okay, good. Good. Yes. There's a little concern there. All right. So what'd you think about this episode? Hmm, that's interesting that you brought that back. Because we usually do it at the end of the episode. <laughs> no, hey, I, you brought it to the front, and I kind of like it. So, <laughs> I I th- I thought this was uh, I I saw a lot of I don't know, I'm trying to think of how to word it. I saw a lot a lot of TV shows that may or may not have been influenced by this episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the '80s sitcoms that came after this kind of had this kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. This was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Just the whole franticness, the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was one of the best episodes. I thought this was exactly. so good. Yeah, yeah. 
this was great to see like Mike in a different kind of a role and like yeah. hiding shit from Carol and having a little secret with Greg. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, well, like, like if you, if you look up a lot of polls on, you know, best TV dads, um, Mike is always at the top. He's always like number yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he got there because he could think of the best way on how to get a goat out of the attic. I don't really (laughs) think that's why he's there. He's there because they came up with realistic scenarios for the time, if not anything else. Mm. And he seemed to handle it with the most level head. He handled it the way people wished that their dad would have handled it. So, you know, this is kind of the first episode, maybe not the first, but where there's a certain amount of suspension of disbelief. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of ridiculous to think that Greg would, that anybody would sneak a goat home and hide it in their attic. But in the attic room? <laughs> I mean, if I had a goat in my attic room, that'd be so awesome. I'd be so popular in school. Um, I would have gotten away with it if it was my attic room. <laughs> my, my kids started doing that because they heard me doing it for the podcast. So every once yeah. if they hear the word attic, they'll be like, in my attic room? So, it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I, I thought this was a different um, kind of a little out of character for Mike because, yeah, he, he always handles things yeah. firm but fair, you know? Yeah, and that's exactly. like how he is and but this time he was a little ridiculous and it was, he was I, caught I, up I liked it. it. I thought it was yeah. great. I liked the, the, um, the chemistry between uh, Mike and Greg in this episode. Yeah. So I thought it was really good the whole time. Like I laughed out loud a few times in this episode and, um, I thought it was good. Well done. I got a feeling in this episode that for a short period of time, at least strawberries did have a smell tech. <laughs> And it, you know what? It didn't even matter if, you know what? Who cares if strawberries had a smell? Because this was funny. And I think that's what Mike, that's what Robert Reed was saying. He's like, you know what? To hell with smells. Just for this one episode, to hell with smells. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was, uh, it was good. This is how sitcoms should be. Is, exactly. This is a yeah. good example of this episode. Well, just the name, situation comedy. Like this is. Yeah. They got themselves in a situation. There was tons of comedy. So, so having said that, mm-hmm. how into school mascots and stuff were you when you were in school? I wasn't. Uh, so in our high school, we were the Raiders. Um, right. Which is a fancy word for pirate. <laughs> yeah. Palm Bay had the pirates. Rockledge had the Raiders. And I swear they had identical mascots. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they had Coco Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't really, I mean, I don't remember any team really having, or any school having like a real live, like mascot. Right. Oh, we did a Kennedy. Remember at Kennedy? No, you told me about it a long time ago, but yeah, it was yeah. before we I got a, there. We had a live Panther that came into the, audit, to the, the gymnasium when we had pep rallies. Yeah. I don't think you can get away with that kind of stuff these days. No. They said they quit doing it because they started getting aggressive. And I think it was from um, Big Cat Rescue, I think, is where it came from. I think. I could um, be wrong. But Tampa? <laughs> yeah. You talk about from Carol Baskins? Probably. Yeah. And then they said, they said something about her having to feed it something or whatever. I don't know. I won't pay attention. But, um, <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told this story on this show before, but <laughs> back when, you, when the, the whole Tiger King show like first debuted, right? like... Like, we have a connection to, like, that uh, Tampa Bay Cat Rescue, Bay Cat oh, Rescue. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my sister used to volunteer there. She worked there. She knew 
or knows Carol Baskin like personally and worked mm-hmm. with her for years. And uh, during when all this stuff was going on and she was getting like death threats and stuff like that, my sister like <laughs> heard about it. Not your sister, Carol Baskin. Yeah, Carol Baskin. Yeah. And my <clears throat> sister actually like, hit her up one time and texted her and was like, is everything all right? And she was like, yeah, I just got some craziness going on. She's like, okay, well. And then <laughs> Echo, my sister would never watch I was like, you got to watch Tiger King. She's like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> and I was like, you have to. And I, so I just told her about it. And she's like, maybe I should unfriend her on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. you might want to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? Like, do you think Carol Baskin is, is innocent or guilty? I think she's got some skeletons in the closet for sure. I think she <laughs> killed her husband. Yeah. But we're not a news outlet. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm Isn't there a season two out right now? I haven't watched it. But. There is, but I heard it's just them piecing stuff together from the extra footage from the first season. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. But anyway, we're not but, a yeah. Tiger King podcast here, so let's yeah. <laughs> move on. But yeah, we were the Raiders, and then in Illinois, we were the Panthers again. We were the really? Panthers in middle school, and then we were the Panthers again in Illinois. And then what my, were you in Indiana? Yeah, my senior year, we were the... God, I don't even know. You were the God I don't even knows? <laughs> That's weird. Um, I don't... It was Wawasee High School <laughs> um, in Kosciuszko County, Indiana. God, what were we... I don't even remember. Hmm. Okay. I went there for a year, so. Right on. Yeah, I don't remember ever having school spirit enough to like, hey, let's go steal Coco Tiger's stuffed animal or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Tiger head, I could see yeah, maybe. Yeah, we never, we never thought about that kind of stuff. Or if it did happen, I don't remember. I mean, if I would have known about it or seen like, hey, we got right. your head, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of funny. And that'd be about about it. Coco High School was the biggest rival with Rockledge High School. Yeah. And the only thing I ever remember happening was fights at the football game. So, hmm. times Well, the changed. biggest thing, reason why we were also uh, rivals, because we shared a football field, too. <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> so, we played in yeah. the same football field, but when we played each other, we were the home team. So, just Well, it's saying. stupid, because, like, <laughs> now Coco High is different. But at the time, you know, you had schools like Satellite that had, like, literally had their own football stadium. Like they had hmm. legit had their own stadium, you know, like Palm Bay did too. Yeah. And then Coco and Rockledge are sharing a field. Like what? Like they would play against <laughs> each other. And one of them had to be the visitor team, even though it's their own field. Well, it was in Rockledge. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but there were times Rockledge high was the visitor. It's like, this is our field. That's like <laughs> three miles from the high school. What are you talking about? So, but then Coco <laughs> got this amazing auditorium in Rockledge. I think to date still plays at that same shitty field. So that's mm. kind of fun. That's that's nice. That's nice. Yes. All right. Well, this is where we take our first break. Heck yeah. And when we come back, we're really going to break this down and get break into it. Down. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll be back. Hey there. 
you're a comic book fan, we've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of The Death of Superman in the Black Polybag? Did you buy every Image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. That was a good Ooh. one. I, st- I stood on my hands for like three seconds that time. Like a, I like, saw it. Like three Mississippis, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't even use the wall. I was impressed. I didn't. I didn't even say Mississippi because I was doing it in my head, but <laughs> it was three Mississippis. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Good for Better you, I never did in school. What's that? <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, let's get back into this. You ready? Okay. okay. I am ready. All right, so we got the Brady Bunch Season 5, Episode 6, entitled Getting Greg's Goat. Mm. So, facts about the episode are first aired on October 19th, 1973. Nice. Written by Milton Pascal and Sam Locke. Mm. And directed by Robert Reed. That's Holy why it's so funny. That's good. Um, according to IMDb, it says, You can obviously hear the animal trainer's clicker to control the goat's <laughs> movement. They like made, how he worded it, like such like a bitch would. <laughs> you can obviously hear it. That they made no attempt to hide it whatsoever. I actually all. didn't even hear it, and I, I wrote oh my that, god, it, for me, I, I was like, what is that ago, sound? Like, <laughs> why can't why can't they like not cut that part of the audio out? I don't know, but for me, it was like, what the hell is that sound? I'm like, it sounds like a click. It sounds like a clicker they use for animals. I'm like, wait, <laughs> is that for the goat? And I went back and looked at the top, and I'm like, well, it'll be on the IMDb section. You can obviously hear the animal trainers click. All right, there we go. That's what it was. Clearest day. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Um, but I'm sure if I was listening for it, I'd probably hear it. But I don't know. Okay. So are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So we fade in. Scene one. Our story opens up and it's night night time. We see a woman's feet with high heels sneaking through the front door. Oh, shit. No, wait. wait, wait. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's, it's Greg. Sorry. Oh, damn. Greg is sneaking into the house through the front door. He quietly steps in, leaving the front door open and turns on the lamp in the living room. He sneaks back to the front door and whispers outside, come on, Raquel. Ooh. Everyone's asleep. Hell There's yeah. nothing to worry about. <laughs> 
just then, Greg pulls a goat oh. through the front door on a leash. Might be a little early on that. The goat is wearing a banner on it that reads Coolidge High School. He quietly walks Raquel through the living room and up the stairs. As Greg and Raquel sneak through the house, they pass the boys' room where Peter and Bobby are fast asleep. They sneak past the girls' room where all the girls are asleep. He opens the door to his attic room and he and Raquel head up the stairs. Once they reach the attic room, Greg sits on the bed, sighs, and says, We made it. Raquel says, Bah! <laughs> Greg shushes her and says, If anyone finds you up here, I'm in big trouble. Then the lights fade as romantic music begins to play. Hell yeah. We know why Greg brought that goat up there. No, I, I always... <laughs> um, Did, did you write that? Then the lights Yeah, I did. Man, I should have been like, no. You fucking wrote that. I didn't write this. No, I did write that. <laughs> why Why did he put the lights on in the living room? I don't know. Just so he wouldn't. He didn't shut trip. them off. <laughs> so he's people going to wake up and be like, who the fuck left the lights on? Like, <laughs> uh, he's a teenager. That's what they do. Um, um, but also. Um, we see the fourth wall in the boys' bedroom. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see that. And it's yeah, yeah. brick. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and also, I was like, you know, wow, Greg, Greg will really fuck anything, won't he? Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, <laughs> he's and, like, man, if I can't get a date with that one, fuck it. I'm just going to bring a goat in. Like, okay. <laughs> Things didn't work out last week with Sandra <laughs> And Linda, or whoever the names were. <laughs> this is what I'm resorting to. Yep. <laughs> oh, was he wearing high heels? <laughs> was he wearing- it looked like he was, yeah. It looked like he was wearing the shoes that Pee Wee Herman wears. <laughs> like the platform <laughs> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. Right. Scene two. The next morning, up in the attic room, <laughs> Greg is still sleeping while Raquel is literally eating his homework. Hmm. Greg sees this, jumps out of bed and says, not my American history report. He walks over, bends down and clean up the mess and inspects the damage. He says, you've eaten the Boston tea party. He slams his report down, then spots his shoe and sees that it's been chewed on. He holds it up to Raquel and says, not my tennis shoe. What are you planning on for dessert? My mattress. Oh, hi. Oh, <laughs> Greg sighs, puts on his robe, and says, I better go downstairs and get you some people food before you eat me out of this room. Just before he leaves, he looks at her and says, keep it cool, huh? And heads downstairs, like snapping his fingers. Goat, goat, crazy goat. No. <laughs> Get it? Because he says, keep it cool. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Stay cool, goat. <laughs> Gee, and I'm sure it had nothing to do with the food that was sitting on that report. <laughs> when they showed it, you could see like, like look like dog food all over the report. Oh. It's like, huh? I bet that had nothing to do with her eating your report because you literally put food on it. Hmm. Um, and also, I like how he's just gonna wait until it starts shitting everywhere to really put down paper. Or- <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, never didn't have that problem at all. Exactly. <laughs> all right, scene three. 
Down in the kitchen, we see Alice making breakfast for the Brady Brood. She grabs a plate full of pancakes and flips one last one up from the pan into the air and right on top of the rest. Nice. Alice then says to herself, good catch, Alice. Two more like that and you could retire. Retire the side. What? No clue what that means. <laughs> I, I I thought that's what she said. That's what my um, spell check said, but hmm. I don't right. know what that meant. <laughs> Carol comes walking around, grabs a plate and says, oh, Alice, those smell delicious. Robert Reed walks in and goes, no, they don't. No. <laughs> Actually, pancakes don't have that strong of a smell. <laughs> There's no way you could smell them from uh, six feet away. Pancake smell is only for two and a half to three feet away. <laughs> Alice says, well, it's your flapjack recipe. Carol says, yes, but you do the flapping. Or Greg does. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Just then, <laughs> as if on cue, Greg comes in and Carol says... Hey, I didn't feel any shaking. <laughs> Greg says, no, but last night your mom did. Greg asks, what shaking? Carol says, it would take an earthquake to get you up this early on a Saturday. Greg says, oh, yeah, well, you know. What with the game and all tonight, I uh, I really couldn't sleep. Besides, I'm so hungry I can eat an elephant. <laughs> Alice says, with the price of meat, we all may have to. <laughs> Which I don't get. Doesn't she get a discount on meat? Oh. Greg grabs a tray and starts to pile on food. He grabs pancakes, bacon, cereal, and other breakfast items. As he finishes, he says, you know, I think I'll take this all up to my room and study some plays for the game. Carol looks at his piled-on tray and asks, Are you planning on eating all that, or are you going to open up your own restaurant? <laughs> Greg says, <laughs> Mom. Greg says, Don't worry, Mom. Not an ounce of this will go to waste. Mike now enters the kitchen and greets them all. She you notice that Mike was in a really good mood when he walked in? Yeah, it's because he's directing it. <laughs> 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 That's why. He's happy as shit. Don't have to he's worry like, about no fucking strawberry yeah. smells. You no arguments this week. It's yeah. my show to run. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I just it, it appeared to me like when he walked in, he was like in a fucking he was jazzed. Yeah, he yeah. walked in, he was like, "Yo, good morning, everybody. What's going on? High five, Alice." You know, <laughs> and I was like, "Him and Karen, they fucked this morning." I'm he did sure. that spin around thing with the double double gunshot barrels with his fingers, yeah. like. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure him and Carol like fucked this morning. I think Carol went down on this morning. (laughs) Maybe. While he was combing his hair or something. (laughs) Anyway, Mike enters the room and he's like, good morning, good morning. Mike sees the loaded tray Greg is holding and says, you've got to be kidding. (laughs) Greg says, I need energy for the game tonight. Mike pulls out his newspaper and says, oh, speaking of the game, I see by the newspaper that the Coolidge High School boys swiped your Westdale mascot. Greg smiles, nods, and says, yeah, our bear cub. Carol says, those pranks are so silly. Mike says, well, I'm surprised your school took it lying down. Because in my day, we would have gone right out and stolen theirs. Greg, shocked, asks, you would? (laughs) Mike says, I did. Carol asks, you didn't. Mike says, yes, I did. Greg says, dad had the old school spirit, mom. Mike says, yeah, well, not according to the boy's vice principal. <laughs> Greg, a little worried, asks, you got caught? 
Mike says, I got suspended from school for a week. Damn. Carol laughs and says, you deserved it. Greg, in his defense, says, no, he was just getting even with the other team. Mike says, well, maybe your mother's right. Looking back on it, considering the suspension, it was a pretty dumb trick. Carol says, you know, I think kids today are too grown up to get involved in such childish behavior. Greg smiles and says, oh, yeah, yeah. He then grabs a couple more things off the table and heads upstairs. Mike, realizing that Greg took all of the breakfast upstairs, Carol offers some of hers, and Mike says, thank you. Hmm. With, with As far as Alice goes, good catch. I wonder how many takes that oh, took. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. <clears throat> um, but who the hell wants to eat them pancakes when Carol had her fucking nose all in them? <laughs> Why are you going to put your nose that close to something when you smell it? It's fucking gross. You know other people are eating it. You notice that? <laughs> no. Oh, she puts no, her nose right nice. on them. It's like... <laughs> It's like, God, what the hell's your problem? That top one is yours. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Carol. Um, also, those Carol, those Carols, wow, those pancakes look burnt as shit. They did look a little burnt, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe she had to cover up for it with a good catch, well, you know, so she can't <laughs> cook them. Um, Mike's shirt, to me, looked like it was inspired by the living room. You know, those random colored <laughs> square things. <laughs> <laughs> separates the, the den from the living room. <laughs> you said that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he was this shirt was yeah. inspired by the living room. Yeah, like he he architect that shirt like <laughs> the same as the living room. You didn't notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't no, notice. It looked like it to me. a surprise. <laughs> um and oh shit, look at look at Mike with the gold chain. <laughs> I didn't you notice, notice that shirt? No. Had a little tiny ass little gold chain with his like with three <laughs> buttons showing. Like pimp. Hey. <laughs> so um when they're having breakfast and then Mike's like, yeah, I fucking stole that shit when I was in high school too. <laughs> like right there, it would have been like, Dad, you are not gonna fucking believe this. Like I would have told him right there. Like I totally <laughs> fucking did. I gotta it. show you something in my room. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just would have done it right there. So, mm. I think if Carol wouldn't have been in the room, he would have. Yeah, probably. But he knows what's up. He knows Carol is all uptight and shit about stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think. <clears throat> all right. Scene four. Up in the kid's bathroom, Bobby is washing his face. Like he's washing the shit out of his face. <laughs> he washes it like three times. <laughs> Blinded by the water, he reaches for a hanging towel that isn't there anymore. He asks, where are all the towels? Peter pops in and says, I don't know. It's wash day. Try the linen closet. Bobby walks out into the hallway and into the closet and grabs a towel off the shelf. As he's drying his face, he hears Greg in the attic room <laughs> saying, boy, you sure do have an appetite. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> hears this and looks around. Greg's voice goes on. Not so fast. Slow down. Do you want to get indigestion? <laughs> Bobby notices a vent that leads up to the attic room. And he can hear Greg with what sounds like a date. <laughs> Bobby listens as Greg says, that's it. No more food until lunchtime. <laughs> if I keep raiding the fr oh. 
If I keep raiding the fridge downstairs, they're going to get suspicious. Just then, Peter walks into the linen closet and says, I thought you were getting a towel. Bobby quickly hushes him and whispers, come here. Peter steps closer and asks, what are you doing? Bobby says, close the door. Peter closes it. Bobby goes on. Did you know you can hear everything from Greg's room in here? From the air vent. Bobby points it out to Peter. Peter looks at it, then back to Bobby and says, that's an invasion of privacy. Bobby asks, you mean you can't listen? Peter says, I didn't say that. I just said it was an invasion of privacy. Hmm. They both quickly grab a stepladder and get up closer to the vent to listen in. Bobby whispers, Greg's got somebody up in his room. Peter says, yeah, who? Bobby says, somebody who's real hungry <laughs> for dick. No, that's not what <clears throat> As they listen, they hear Greg say, do you feel better now, Raquel? Bobby shock says, Raquel. Peter says, Greg's got a girl up there. Bobby says, wow. What do we do? Peter says, keep listening. Mr. Furley outside the door with Chrissy have shocked looks on their faces as they listen in too. Never mind what I'm doing. What are they doing? Nothing. Oh, don't give me that. I heard rub-a-dub-dub come hop in my tub. I heard all of it. Oh, Amy. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Jack comes walking down the hallway. And he trips and pulls, flies over the couch. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> now you listen here no, sorry no. and then him and Larry go to the bar no. um, <laughs> twins <just> Jack <laughs> twins <laughs> just then Jan and Cindy open the door to the closet and see Peter and Bobby up on the stepladder Peter asks the girls what are you two doing in here Jan defensively says where do you expect us to go for washcloths mm -hmm. Cindy nosily asks what are you two doing in here Mm. Bobby asks, who was? Oh, we're just in here shooting the breeze. Hmm. Jan asks, inside the closet? On a ladder? <laughs> Cindy, whose bullshit detector is starting to pay off, says, you two are up to something. As Peter shakes his head, Bobby says, oh, well, to tell you the truth, we are. Jan asks, what? Bobby says, well, you tell him, Peter. Peter, not really sure on what to say, says, uh, well, uh, remember that science project I was working on for school? Both Jan and Cindy in unison say, no. <laughs> Peter goes on, oh, uh, well, anyways, uh, my snake got loose and it's in this closet. You know, like a liar. Bobby lights up and says, yeah, uh, and there it is. He points down at the floor and the girls run out screaming. Bobby, proud of himself, points to his head for quick thinking. And then both boys continue to listen upstairs. <laughs> I got to admit, like, Jan was looking really pretty there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had put something similar. Well, I guess not similar, but I put a similar note. To me, Jan looked like she had gained some weight. I don't know. But um, I just was looking I was hoping, at her and I was like, wow, she looks really pretty. I was hoping this would be the episode where we finally get to see, you know, Peter and Bobby come out of the closet, but it wasn't. Um, that's a huge linen closet. Holy shit. Well, yeah, you know, Carol's all proud about it. She's going to. Why would you need to walk in the linen closet? That's ridiculous. It's like her pride and joy of the whole house. Apparently. Um, so wait, they can hear Greg, but Greg can't hear them. 
Right. You, you know how be like, works? what's that listening? What's that whispering <laughs> sound? What is that? <laughs> right. Scene five. Meanwhile, back up in the attic room, Greg continues to talk to his, quote, date. <laughs> hey, maybe you'd like a little guitar music. Greg picks up his acoustic and begins to strum away. But just then, there's a knock at his door. Hmm. Greg, in a panic, asks, who is it? Who is it? Marsha <laughs> Marcia from outside the door yells, Marsha, mom wants to know if you got anything to go to the cleaners. Greg quickly snatches up Raquel to hide her as she bleats loudly. <laughs> Marsha, hearing this from outside the door, asks, Greg, is there someone up there with you? As Greg is shoving her in another part of the room, he yells back, nobody. Marsha yells back, are you sure? <laughs> Greg, still fumbling around, yells back, yes. Marsha says, I can't wait all day. Greg ties Raquel up to a sink and says, all right, Marsha, all right. You might as well know. As he walks down to let her in, Raquel gets free and jumps up onto Greg's bed. Mm. Down at the door, Greg opens it up and says, shh, come on in. I guess I can trust you. Marsha walks in as Greg shuts the door behind him. As they walk up the stairs, Marsha asks, trust me about what? Marsha turns and sees Raquel on his bed and says, a goat? <laughs> Greg says, meet Raquel. Marsha smiles and says, wow, hey, that's cool. It's mascot. Greg proudly says, right. Westdale had a revenge raid. Marsha bends down and begins petting her and says, She's cute. Marsha then stands up and asks, but why did you bring her here? Greg says, there was no place else to hide her until after the game tonight. At least no place to be safe. Marsha says, mom and dad aren't going to be too thrilled about a hot ass goat. <laughs> Greg looks at Marsha <laughs> no, and says, that was, hold on, that was a joke because the line is a hot joke. <laughs> Or a hot goat. But right. I, I was at first, I was like, what the fuck? A hot goat? That's gross. And I'm like, oh, hot, like stolen. I'm like, ooh, wait a minute. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a joke on you, but you just went through it like it was I know, that's why I laughed. I was like, I know I didn't write ass in there. <laughs> Greg looks at Marsha and says, they better not find out if you get the point. Ooh. Marsha says, well, I'll do my part, but better tell Raquel to keep her mouth shut too. Ooh. Marsha then laughs. Greg excuses Marsha and says, close the door on your way out, bitch. No. <laughs> After Marsha leaves, Greg looks at Raquel and says, listen, Raquel, I'll share my food with you, but not my bed. And then he pulls her off his bed. Hmm. Since when did yeah. Greg have a sink in the attic room? I know. It seems like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that the whole section wasn't there before. That he's got I've beat never it off. seen an attic with a sink in it. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, unless Mike installed one up there, but maybe which he can totally do. But you can, know, but you got that's that's a lot of work. It's not just as simple as like, well, let's put two nails in the wall and mount a sink. I mean, it's not. <laughs> We're not run piping that. and stuff yeah, like that from yeah. <clears throat> you know, from downstairs, but. Okay. Um, how did Marcia know it's a girl? Well, I mean, he said, meet Raquel. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Um, and Marcia thought it was hot. That's fucking gross. Um, <laughs> what's up with Marcia's makeup? Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice anything. What? She had like silvery blue eyeliner on, not eyeliner, but like mascara on. It was weird looking. Hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. All right. <clears throat> Scene six. Moments later, Marsha's coming down the stairs into the living room with a big grin on her face. She spots Alice carrying some folded linens and greets her. Alice says, is Greg still in his room? Marsha stops in place and asks, uh, why do you ask? Alice says, I just wanted to change his linens and straighten things up a little bit. Marsha stops her and says, oh, no, um, not now, Alice. Alice asks, why? <laughs> Marsha says, well, uh, Greg's sort of busy. Maybe you better not bother him just now. If you know what I mean, you know, you know, spank, 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 spank. Yeah. Yeah. I was just up there. You get it? Whoops. Well, I went to twice. Cool. Alice asks, oh, something for school? <laughs> Marsha says, yes. As a matter of fact, it does have to do with school. It's a real <laughs> hairy problem. <laughs> Marsha chuckles at her pun. Alice says, okay. I'll leave it till later. And Alice heads up the stairs. <laughs> so obviously I added in like a little, because <laughs> Greg's sort of busy. Maybe you're not bothering him just now. And then <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean, you know, spank, spank, spank. And I was like, I was just up there. You get it. <laughs> That's kind of how I like saw the line in my head. Like you get it. You get it. Right? I love how you reread the section I just read. <laughs> <laughs> but I was doing the, the delivery like how I wrote it. You know, like, oh, so you're saying I did it wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, like you said, like, you get it. And where it was more like, I was just up there. You get it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was so full of innuendos. I don't know how they did it without laughing. There had to have been outtakes from it. There this had to this whole episode has a lot of innuendos yeah. in it. And it all has to do with Greg fucking a goat. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, scene seven. Upstairs, Alice continues carrying linens to the closet where Bobby and Peter had just been eavesdropping. As she places the linens on the shelf, she overhears Greg in his room through the vent. Greg says, Now listen, young lady. You be a good girl or else. Alice looks around where she hears this and says, I better get a grip on my ears. As she turns to walk out of the closet, Mike pops in and asks, You talking to me? <laughs> Alice stops in surprise and says, uh, no, I wasn't, but I could have sworn the closet was talking to me. <laughs> then she exits the closet. Mike looks around for a second and then walks out too. Just then Greg is heard in the vent again as he says, do you like your ears rubbed? Oh, does that feel good? Mike, having heard that, walks back into the closet and looks around. Mike turns and sees the vent and hears Greg say, Look, Raquel, you had a uh, pretty rough night. Yeah. Why don't you uh, take a little nap? Take a long nap. Mm. Mike hears this and is in shock. He quickly walks out of the closet and has a face that means business. Mm -hmm. Mike walks straight to Greg's door and knocks. He says, Greg? Greg says, yes, sir. Mike goes on, I want to see you in my den. Greg says, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Greg says, just give me a couple minutes, Dad. Mike says, 
your couple of minutes were up a couple of minutes ago and <laughs> and walks off in a huff. Oh, that's just uh, funny. All right. Huh, so Mike funny. walked in there just in time to hear you had a pretty rough night. Why don't you take a nap? That shit was awesome. <laughs> and just the look at <laughs> his face, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, kudos to Robert Reed. He got that humor. He, he got it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did. Uh, he did real good in this episode. <laughs> Scene eight. Down in the den, Mike has his arm around Greg's shoulders as he walks him into the den and says, Greg, I want to talk. No, okay, I'll stop doing it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so fun to put it on parts where I don't belong. All right. <clears throat> Greg, I want to talk to you. Greg stops and says, yes, sir. Mike takes a deep breath and says, it's about Raquel. Greg's eyes widen as he says, Raquel. Mike says, now, never mind how I found out about it. The point is, she's in your room, isn't she? Greg in defeat sits down and says, yes, sir. Mike throws his hands up and says, Greg, oh, Greg, your mother and I have never questioned your right to privacy. But I mean, this is carrying things a little too far. Why would you do that? Greg says, I figured I could sneak Raquel in last night and get her out without anyone finding out. Mike in shock asks, you mean she's been there all night? Greg says, well, dad, I was stuck. There was nowhere else to take her. Mike now on the brink of panic says, Oh, I'm trying very hard to be understanding and I'm losing. Greg seeing that he's at his wits end says, okay, dad, I never should have got mixed up with a beast like that. <laughs> Mike says, son, this is a dreadful thing to say about a girl, no matter what she looks like. Greg in shock asks a girl. Dad, I think we may have a communication gap going on here, but just as Mike is about to go off again, Greg quickly blurts out Raquel is a goat. Mike stops and looks at him. Greg adds as in nanny. Mike thinks for a second. Greg adds in, you know, <laughs> Mike still a little confused asks a goat. He thinks again and says, you mean like a goat goat? Greg starts laughing and says, yeah, you mean you thought I Mike begins to chuckle to himself and says that sure did. They both just laugh. <laughs> Mike then asks, well, why didn't you just say that in the first place? Greg still laughing says, well, it sounded like you knew Mike then <laughs> thinks for a second and gets serious again and says, the next question is, why are you running a motel for goats? This quickly shuts down Greg's laughter as he says, well, it's, it's a special goat. <laughs> She's Coolidge High's mascot. Mike lights up and whispers, you didn't. Did you? Mike <laughs> chuckles with pride, then gets serious and sits down. He then says, yeah, well, well, that wasn't the brightest move in the world, son. Greg sits forward and says, you said you did the same thing in school. Mike says, yeah, but I didn't say it wasn't stupid. I also said it was wrong. And if you want to know how wrong, you wait till your mother finds out. Greg asks, 
does she have to know? Mike says, Greg, you have got to return Raquel. No way out. Greg says, I know, but couldn't I do it kind of slowly? Like after the game tonight? Dad, I'm in such a bind. If the guys find out, they'll kill me. Mike tries to argue and reason with him. Greg goes on. It's just for a couple of hours. Mike takes a deep sigh. He looks at his son and says, well, okay, but just until after the game tonight, Greg smiles and says, hey, thanks, dad. You're terrific. He gets up and leaves. Mike then says to himself, if your mother finds out, you and I and Raquel may be roommates. Oh. Hmm. So I thought this scene was awesome. <laughs> it was really good. I thought Mike did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I thought Robert Reed did an awesome job, and Barry Williams also did an awesome <laughs> job. It was really good um, you know, chemistry between the two oh, yeah, of them. Yeah, I thought yeah. was really awesome. Yeah, I thought that was an awesome scene too, but I, I was kind of hoping they would take it further. Like with, with them spending the night together, like Greg saying something about, yeah, she had to stay the night because she got tired or whatever. And then like... <laughs> Greg, Greg could have been like, well, you know, it's a shame she had to sleep on the floor. Like, I wasn't going to let her sleep in my bed, so I made her sleep on the floor without a blanket or anything. <clears throat> and <laughs> her eating Greg's reports when she got hungry and pooping on the floor and stuff. It would, they just could have taken it so much further. It would have been a lot funnier. Well, I had to rub her nose and shit today. and get <laughs> shitting everywhere because there's no bathroom up there, you know? She pissed on my floor, so I rubbed her nose in it, and she started eating my homework. It's like, what the fuck? What kind of girl are you dating? <clears throat> Would have been fine. <laughs> Scene nine. Later in the den, Mike is on the phone and says, uh, yeah, George, I'm just finishing up the plans now. I'll drop them off later. Right. Goodbye. Just then Carol walks in carrying her purse. She says, honey, can we postpone our shopping until later? Mike says, oh, sure. I have to get these plans out anyway. Where are you going? Carol sighs as if she has actual important <laughs> things to do. <laughs> It says, oh, to an emergency PTA meeting. I just got a call from one of the ladies. You know, she walks around going, oh, I have an emergency. <laughs> I have a meeting I have to go to. I have a meeting. She she feel good to say that. I have a meeting to go to, Alice. <clears throat> okay. So anyways, I was sitting in this meeting today when she says shit like that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Mike says, oh, yeah, what's the emergency? Carol says... Sorry, that sounded so passive aggressive the way you read that. Oh, yeah? What's the emergency? It just sounds like that's the way you read it on purpose. That was funny. <clears throat> it's school lunch, not as nutritious as you thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Carol says, well, they think this mascot stealing business has gotten completely out of hand. Now, Westdale High School has stolen Coolidge's mascot. Mike, with a fake surprise look on his face, says, no. <laughs> Carol goes on. What? <laughs> what? Carol goes on. Yeah, well, we've got to try and do something about it. Mike says, well, honey, I think the ladies are making more out of this than it really deserves. Um, Carol shakes her head and says, no, it isn't just the ladies. Mr. Binkley, the boy's vice principal, he's up in arms, too. He's even given up his Saturday just to come to this meeting. You know, the meeting I have to go to, it's important. The, the emergency you know, meeting? Do you emergency have emergency meeting meetings for the PTA? No. <laughs> Mike, now with a worried look on his face, asks, do they have any idea who the guilty guys are? 
Carol says no, but when Mr. Binkley finds out, he intends to make them examples for the entire student body. Mike says, oh, great. Carol sighs and says, well, thank goodness our boys aren't mixed up in it. <laughs> Why she say that? Carol then kisses Mike on the cheek and goes out the door. Mike then says to himself, yep, thank goodness. And he rolls his eyes. So a couple of things right off the bat. One is I like how Carol in an attempt to make this meeting sound legitimate. She's like, no, 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 no. We had a guy agree with us. Okay. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Binkley. Like he agreed with us. So it's not, it's, no, this a is a real issue. We have a man is coming to the meeting. Exactly. Mike, yeah. And he's like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> and then second, they had a boys vice principal. Yeah, they mentioned that earlier, too. Like, when Mike was talking about when he was in school, he was like, our boy's vice principal. Like, I don't know what so that is. So, is that implying that they have a girl's vice principal? <clears throat> I guess. Uh, maybe because they had the paddle and they didn't want things getting all pervy? Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> also, Carol is going to be so pissed, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, right. I absolutely loved the scene because Mike has a secret from Carol and it's awesome. For oh my God. As soon as I got giddy when I watched this, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Oh my God. And this tells you, this tells you that Robert Reed feels the same way we do. He can't stand Carol either because <laughs> he's the one that he's like, I please, please let me direct this episode. Please let me direct this episode, please. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's just it's just nice because uh, normal Mike Brady would have like caved right there. Yeah. Oh, honey, well our sons are involved in it. It's Greg and you know, honey. I we, need to talk to you. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, we need to take care of this right now. Yeah. Come on. And they would have played that that you know sensitive music like. Yeah. yeah. And we both walked in to the attic room. Honey, <laughs> I need to talk to you. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Greg, your mother and I were talking. <laughs> you have to return that goat. It's like, why do you always need to talk to me when it's bedtime? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. All right. Okay. So this is where we take our next break. So Greg has to hide Raquel the goat until after the football game tonight and return her without Mr. Binkley finding out or Carol. Will he get her back on time? Will Mike have to sleep with Greg and a goat? Will Mr. Furley ever find out the truth? <laughs> hey, listen here. We'll be back. Coming in the fall of 2022. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions a long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. 
Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters. And sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great. Coming in the fall of 2022. And we are a back. That was awesome. I had never seen anybody do that many backflips with water in their mouth. You'd think you'd swallow <laughs> it like an accident, but no, you didn't do it at all. Yeah, the weird thing is, is like, why? Why I did know. I do that? I don't know. I mean, I, I was I, I was so positive that you were going to mess up that I was practically counting the squirts. We <laughs> call from last week. <coughs> See what, what I did there? Where, where, the, where the hell did you get counting squirts having to do with meaning sex? I don't know. I have no clue. I must have been tired when I wrote the synopsis last week because I just, I don't no. know. That's the first time I'd ever used it in actual Jimmy. Jimmy. What's that? Is that what you and your wife call it? You're like, I really yeah, want so. squirt tonight, honey. We have a, we put like a ruler down. <laughs> yeah. yeah not not from my penis but to see how you know, go for distance and height and stuff <coughs> see how far your squirts go hell yeah yeah, yeah the whole y-axis is the axis the whole nine yards yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying no i don't but but i want to hear more and i'm sure listeners do too i'm sure they do i'll, po- I'll post a video on, on instagram <laughs> So look for that in our stories. Yeah, but if, if you don't see it, then sorry, it got deleted. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> all right, so this is all about stealing mascots, Jimmy. Have you ever stolen a goat? No, but I stole, um, I did steal one thing one time. Oh, what'd you steal? Well, <clears throat> if you remember in um, in Rockledge uh, on Fisk Boulevard, there was a Winn-Dixie shopping plaza, right? Yep. Right next door to Winn-Dixie, on one side was the TGNY, right? Well, you're talking about the one on Barton and yeah. Fisk, right? Yeah. yeah. And then on the other end of it was a Liggett's. Okay. Right? <clears throat> and I had gotten an electronic pencil from somebody at school, a mechanical pencil, electronic, a mechanical <laughs> pencil at school. Yeah. And it was the kind, not the kind where you had to take the piece out and put it on the top. Not that kind. It was the kind where you press the button and you can act like it was a, like a syringe and you like can give yourself a shot. And, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and mine had ran out of, out of lead. This guy gave it to me cause it didn't have any lead in it. Right. And my mom yeah. was cheap. She didn't want to buy me stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I needed pencil lead for it. So I was like, Hey hmm. mom, look, it's only like a dollar 99. She's like, you don't need that. I got a whole pack of pencils at home. You don't need that. Huh. So they had these, 
mechanical pencils, like in a little cup thing in the in the paper and you know stationary section. Yeah. So I I picked up the pencil and I took the light out and put it in my pocket. Oh shit! Yeah, and, and um, and we we left um TG and Y went down to Liggett's before we went into Winn Dixie because <clears throat> you know we didn't want the food to get cold or get warm or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I got really nervous because I was afraid I'd get caught with it. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know if they had some kind of like cameras or alarms or whatever. So I put it back into a pencil in Liggett's. So, <laughs> so I basically took the pencil head out in TG and Y and put it back in in Liggett's. I don't think I put it in my <laughs> pocket. I think I held it because I was afraid it was going to break. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what I did. You that's go my, boy. That was my first attempt at stealing. I, uh, since we're, you know, confessing and all. Okay. I stole some from Walmart one time, but it was on accident. What, what did you steal? <laughs> I um, this is actually kind of an interesting story. It's kind of weird, but um, I've never told you this story. I never told anybody this story. Uh oh. Um, Walmart might be listening. And, uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, I was going to buy. Um, well, I bought a lot of stuff at Walmart. I think I got groceries and some other stuff, and. Um, I went to get a um, a cable charger for an iPhone, mm-hmm. and um, they're like twenty bucks or something like that. And uh, and I also had to buy another little electronic thing, but I don't remember what it was. Um, so I threw them both in the cart and then just kept going or whatever. Did regular shopping, and then I went to self checkout because I didn't have a whole lot of stuff. So I went to self checkout so I can just get in and out quick. And so as I'm like. Scanning stuff, put in a bag, scanning stuff, put in a bag. I grabbed the um, other little electronic thing I bought. I don't remember what it was. And then I scanned it um, and put it in the bag. And then I went through and I was like, where the fuck did like the charging cable go? <laughs> like I thought <laughs> I had a, and I couldn't find it, but I was already there to check out. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just get it, come back tomorrow or something, get it then. So I left. And then when I got home, <laughs> The, the box for the cable, like, the other thing I got was, like, this plastic, what's it called? Like, uh, bubble plastic, hmm? where you put electronic things in. It's, like, bubble plastic that, like, form fits or whatever kind of a oh, thing. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I don't Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, so the box for the cable fit perfectly inside this, like... <laughs> Like the indentation of the other thing. And it was oh, like completely flat right. and smooth and fit <laughs> perfectly in there to where it like just disappeared. Cool. So when I picked it up, I like scanned like the other electronic thing. It was only a couple bucks. And then just without even realizing it, threw them both in the bag and didn't even know it. And then <laughs> left them there. Once I unpacked everything, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like the the pet store I go to. Um, there's been times over the years where I forget to pay for something, or I they they mischarge me is what happens most of the time. And the first time it happened, I had been going there for about a year, and I told her I was like, "You need to charge me for a dozen crickets." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because I got a dozen crickets last week, and then when I checked my re- receipt, you didn't charge me for them." She's like, "Oh, really?" She goes, "I don't worry about." It. I was like, "Nah, it's okay." You can, I mean, it's like what a dollar fifty or something. Just go and charge me. It's fine. She's like, okay, all right, if you insist. <clears throat> so now it's gotten to the point where she knows that if she misses something, that I'm going to come in the next week and tell her to charge. And there's been like two or three times where I'll be like, you need to charge me for an extra rat. And she doesn't even question. She's like, okay, whatever. 
<laughs> so that's kind of cool. <clears throat> but I did, I worked at a company and I'll use yeah. a fake company and fake numbers. Cause I don't, I don't know who's listening, <laughs> but I worked at this shop, surf shop. Let's call it, um, John John's. Okay. Um, shitty airline. Let's call it Delta. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call it John Ron's. And, um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, I worked in a position, let's, let's say it was like, you know, handling cash. Um, okay. And, um, and we had to order change. Right. And right. so, uh, we had to order, uh, we, we ordered like ones, for instance, we ordered in quantities of a thousand. Right. <clears throat> so I ordered a thousand ones and the way it works if anybody's ever worked in any kind of office like this, like where you're, you're handling cash, there's uh, what we call manifests, you know, like, you know, you put money in a bag, you give it to the, to the Brinks driver, the Brinks guy signs it saying he's received, you know, a thousand dollars in ones or whatever. Hmm. Then the bank receives and we received a thousand dollars. The bank gives us back a thousand dollars and whatever change we need. The Brinks driver signs it. I sign it. So there's all this paperwork to follow saying that everybody's mm -hmm. counted it. Nobody counts it. Nobody ever counts it. It's, it's in a sealed bag. You're not going to open up that bag every time. <clears throat> so I ordered change and I signed it off that I gave him a thousand dollars in twenties and I received a thousand dollars in ones. Brinks guy signed it. Bank signs it. I open it up and it's a thousand twenty dollar bills. Oh shit. Yeah. Which is $20,000. <laughs> and all the manifests say that I gave the bank a thousand. Right. All the bank manifest coming to me says they gave me a thousand. So now I'm sitting <laughs> so this on this is a is a hardcore integrity issue going yeah. on in your brain right now. <laughs> so this is nineteen thousand untraceable dollars that I have sitting <laughs> right. in my hand. When I'm in a job where I'm only, I'm making probably less than that annually, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a year's salary for me, right? Right. Because I worked in the office in the daytime and I was labeled as the department head. Um, right. I'm the one that said when the cameras ran and I knew my cameras weren't running. So right. now to compound the issue, I have 19,000 untraceable dollars sitting in an office where I have no cameras running. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the first thing I do is I pick up the phone and I call somebody, I'm going to use a fake name, John. I call John. Right. <laughs> and I tell what does John, John do, well, let's, I can't remember, but let, let's say that John works in security just as an example. Okay. Right. So I call, I call this quote unquote John in security and, um, and I tell him the situation. He tells me, okay, just sit on it put it in the drop safe and wait. I'm like, what am I waiting for? He says, trust me, just wait. Okay. So I wait, I wait like three days. He contacts the store manager. The <laughs> store manager says the same thing. Just wait. So I wait like three days. And, um, after three days, the bank calls hmm. and uh, actually the next day, every day the bank could call, Hey, you didn't have any extra money. Did you No, How much are you looking for? I just, just an extra amount. Just whatever. <laughs> no, no, I can't really help you. <clears throat> and then finally they came and said, okay, now we need you to bring that money to the bank. It's been like three days now. So I bring the money to the bank <laughs> and I walk in and I ask to speak to the manager. Manager comes out. Hey, can I help you? I said, I understand you guys are looking for money. And he's like, how much did you find? I said, no, no. How much are you looking for? <laughs> and he's like, why don't you come back with me? To, so they bring me back to this conference room. And I sit at the conference room. I don't even know if I've ever told you the story. So I'm sitting at this conference table and the manager's there. And he says, okay, we're missing $19,000. <laughs> and I said, um, yeah, uh, you guys replaced 
a brick of ones with a brick of twenties. So that's $19,000. <clears throat> and he's like, Oh my God. So he's like, I'll be right back. So he goes out and he brings in this lady. It's an elderly black woman. And she goes, they gave me three days to find this and they were going to fire me and I would have lost my pension. <laughs> I would have lost everything. I said, okay. All right. Well, here's the money. You know, she's like, Oh my God. Thank you. Oh, we never had that problem again. Cause we used to have problems where the safes would come up $30 short. Cause they gave us a 15 in the twenties. You know, they would do stuff like yeah. that. Um, and we, I don't know if you remember that, but we would have all the time where the safes were either $20 short or $20 over, or I'm sorry, $30 short or $30 over because they would mm. give us the wrong amount in a, in one of the currencies. Oh, so after that, we didn't have any more problems, but it honestly, it wasn't until the week was over and I was at home talking to my mom <laughs> and I told <laughs> yeah. her what happened. She goes, so wait a minute, you could have stole that money. They must be so proud of you. I'm like, Holy crap. I could have stole it. <laughs> And nobody would have known it. <laughs> nobody would have known but me that that money was even like missing. But as you know, because <laughs> right. you worked in the same job, it becomes dirty pieces of paper you have to keep track of. That's all it is to you. It, it has no monetary <laughs> right. value to you whatsoever. Yeah. Like me and you both have seen fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in cash sitting in front of it. And it just never occurred to us that it's money. No. So, yeah, that's not a story of me stealing yeah. something, but it's a story where I could have. Yeah. Yeah. Good integrity. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good job. So nobody like rewarded you in any way for that? Hell no. Hell no. Like not even the bank? Like you Mm-mm. at least get a lollipop from the bank? No. And in my head, what it was, was, I mean, I took my job very seriously. <clears throat> um, but in a strange sort of way, it, it, it kind of had more to do with John. I had enough respect for John where I wasn't going to violate his rules his rules being him and security. I wasn't going to violate his rules and risk him getting in trouble. So if I'm completely honest, it had more to do with that and my integrity than anything else. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm not going to risk a friend getting in trouble. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah. I can't do that. If anything like that woman that you saved her job should at least done something for you. You would think personally, you know, been like, Hey, let me at least give you, a gift certificate for, you know, like right. Bennigan's or something. Well, know? she gave me like a handy something. with some Purell she had in her purse, but it kind of stung when oh, I peed. Okay. So, <laughs> at the end, it wasn't, I would have rather had the 19 grand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, good integrity. Good job. Good story. No, I wouldn't have been able to spend it. I, w- I wouldn't have been able to, to <laughs> spend it and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Not knowing that it was yeah. stolen. So, all right, so you ready to get back into it? I am ready. All right, so when we left off, Greg is kidnapped. Coolidge High's mascot. We're ki- no, not no, yet. not yet. Okay, right. <laughs> has kidnapped Coolidge High's mascot Raquel the goat. The big game is tonight, and he has to hide her until then. Mister Binkley and the ladies of the PTA won't stand for this sort of insubordination. Mm. How will Greg pull it off? I don't know. Mm. <clears throat> scene 10 up in the attic room yep. Mike <laughs> Mike is picking up newspapers that Raquel has strewn around Greg's room he says well that's the way it is son there's a vigilante committee out to get everyone connected with the missing mascot Greg says my own mother's one of the posse <laughs> Sorry. I know what you're laughing at. Just I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 12. 12 year old says you hear me. No, no, son. Your mother has one. <laughs> Greg laughs and says, even worse. 
is your vice principal's leader of the pack. Greg, after picking up around his room after Raquel, sits down and says, yeah, Mr. Binkley. Looks like I'm the one who's the goat, Raquel. See, that sounds so weird to me to say because goat in MMA is greatest of all time. So when I hear the goat, I'm like, you're Harley the goat, bro. No, man. <laughs> Looks like I'm the one who's the goat, Raquel. Raquel bleats. <laughs> Greg says, you can say that again. Raquel does. <laughs> Greg looks at her in shock as if she understood. And it's amazing. She did it without opening her mouth. That's the impressive thing. Mike says, She's a ventriloquist goat. It is. Yeah. Mike says, you know, Greg, there may be a way out of this if you act fast enough. Because the Coolidge High guys are in the same predicament as you, Westdale guys, right? Greg agrees. Mike goes on. Okay. I would think that they're in the mood for compromise. Greg asks, how do you mean compromise? Mike said, no, that's not it. Okay, sorry. No. no. Mike, Mike says, well. Sorry. Mike says, well, both sides have to. That's so stupid. All right. Mike says, well. Both sides go from swiping to swapping. Greg asks, swap the mascots back again? Mike says, yeah, you got it, Ice. (laughs) Now Mike says, (laughs) yeah, see, that way the heat's off. I mean, well, provided you don't get caught swapping. Greg now stands up and says, that's a great idea, Dad. You have a fantastic criminal mind. Mike laughs and says, yeah. Greg says, (laughs) I'll get a hold of the Coolidge guys right away and arrange for a secret prisoner exchange. Mike says, good. Greg asks, okay to bar the car? Mike says, well, I have to deliver a set of plans. You can come along. I'll take you. They start to head out of the door and down the stairs. When Greg stops and looks at Raquel and says, you take it easy till we get back. Raquel just bleats. Well, so... I don't understand where Greg is going. Like, I figured he would have just called them and be like, hey, you guys want to do an exchange? Like, where are they going? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> Also, if they do the swap deal, don't they realize that Greg is going to be stuck with a bear cub now for the rest of the weekend? Oh, that's a good point. That he has yeah. to take care of. Like, mm-hmm. Then he can go back like, holy crap, I found it. And it looks like a hero. And then they're going to go back, holy dead. crap, we found it. <laughs> yeah. We found in the woods. <laughs> Um, I swear it did look like there was poop on the floor. Excuse me. Or a poop stain, at least. You didn't notice it? Huh, I didn't see. There was like a brown little streak mark on the floor. Ew. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm really surprised that Mike is this deep into this. (laughs) This is not like Mike. He's down there with the kids. Like, he's keeping shit from his wife, (laughs) from his other kids. Like, he's in deep. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, scene 11. A few moments later, Peter and Bobby sneak out of their room and back into the linen closet to eavesdrop on Greg's bedroom some more. As soon as they get in, they shut the door and immediately set up the stepladder to listen better. Once up there, with their ears pressed against the vent, Bobby says, I don't hear anything. Maybe Greg's out. Just as he says this, Raquel moves around and creates cloppy footstep noises. Peter says, Listen. It sounds like those high heels women wear. (laughs) Peter gets a big grin on his face and he says, it must be Raquel. 
Bobby nods in excitement and then presses their ears against the vent some more. Bobby listens and says, it sounds like four high heels. <laughs> Peter lights up and says, Grace got two girls stashed up there. What an operator. <laughs> Raquel then bleats and Bobby says, well, one of those girls sure has a funny voice. Raquel bleats again. Oh, Peter says, that's no girl. Bobby adds, it doesn't even sound like a person. Raquel makes more noises when Peter finally says, let's go take a look. They both get down from the stepladder and head up the stairs to see. I kind of liked Peter's t-shirt. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was white with yellow and black Mm -hmm. stripes on it. Did you notice it? I saw your note and then I watched the episode a second time before we recorded Uh and I looked and I was like, no. (laughs) You don't like that? No. Is it kind of like reminds me of a snake pattern? So specifically it reminds me of Mandarin rat snake, which I I want a Mandarin rat snake. So I gotcha. Yeah. Um, So wait a minute. Peter gets onto Bobby for invading Greg's privacy. And now they're going to Greg's room when he's not in there to Mm -hmm. see what's going on. Oh yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, he just said that we, they could still do it. I mean, he was just, his disclaimer was, you know, it's an invasion of privacy. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Scene 12. Bobby and Peter sneak up to the <laughs> attic room while Mike and Greg are away. Bobby immediately notices a rope tied to the banister and they follow it. Peter pulls the end of the rope to see that it has been cut or chewed. Mm. They look around some more. They slowly walk past Greg's bed and into a beaded entryway. Just as they turn the corner, Raquel bleats out, which makes Peter and Bobby jump. Bobby exclaims, it's a goat. Peter deduces the Coolidge High mascot. Greg must have been one of the guys who lifted it. Bobby proudly says, Greg's going to be famous. (laughs) Peter looks at Bobby with a worried look and says, You mean expelled. Oh, shit. Just then Raquel takes off. Bobby yells out, hey, come back. And they both run after her. Raquel runs down the stairs as both boys chase after her. Hmm. I think they should have changed that line to, you mean infamous. (laughs) No, I just thought that was cool. And you could have, ooh, they could have added the music. They could have said, you know, where, um. Greg's going to be famous. Peter looks at Bobby with a worried look and says, you mean infamous? <laughs> no? no, I thought so. Okay. <clears throat> Scene <laughs> 13. So <laughs> Seconds later, we see Raquel running down the stairs as Marsha, Jan, and Cindy walk up them. Cindy asks, what's that? Jan exclaims, it's a goat. Just then, Peter and Bobby run down the stairs after it, shouting, Come back! Come back! Jan asks the boys, What's with the goat? Peter says, Don't worry about it. Help us catch it. The girls do an about-face and run after the boys to catch Raquel. If you listen really close, this is the scene where you can hear the clicker that they used to train the goat. Like It's Uh clear as day. If you go back and listen to you hear it plain as day. (laughs) It's almost distracting when you know it's there. So they're they're clicking throughout the whole time. They're like yelling out to each this, other. This this scene you can hear it the best. 
Yeah. Well, it's kind of harder to hide. Well, if you think about it during the chase in the other scenes, I don't think they used audio that was that close to the goat, but this one, they had to have the boom mic right above the kids and the goat run past yeah. the kids. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Plus it's hard to cut that out if it's already being caught by the boom mic with them saying yeah. their lines too. Exactly. So. Why didn't they just use wireless lavaliers? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. So, like, why are they running after the goat? It's in the house. It's not going to get far. Unless I mean, somebody has a door know open. That, yeah, unless somebody has a door open. <laughs> like, they do, which, spoiler alert, next scene. But, like, I just don't get, like, oh, no, the goat ran down this. Okay, so just, I don't know. It gets I feel ridiculous like, later. I feel like it's one of those things where, like, you never run away from a dog. Because you can have right. a dog laying down sleeping and like you can like pet it and then start running away and the dog's going to get up and chase you just because <laughs> right. that's how what dogs do. And I feel like if you chase a goat, they're going to start running just like, I don't know, just like when a friend of mine was in first grade and this girl that was in another class had a crush on him and she would chase him on the playground. And he'd run away from her. He didn't even know what the fuck mm-hmm. he was running from. He just ran away from her because he was being chased. So I got a feeling goats are yeah. like that too. If they would have just stopped, the goat would have just stopped and relaxed and started like eating the furniture or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's not like it was running around the attic. I <laughs> can't imagine it's too hard to catch a goat, but exactly. Scene 14. The chase goes on. Mm. Raquel runs into the kitchen and right out the sliding glass door. Alice, while mopping, is completely unaware that anything happened. The kids all run after her yelling, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Alice just watches them all run past her and out the door. Alice questions to herself, Raquel, and then returns to mopping. Still on the move, Raquel runs through the backyard and around back and out the gate. The kids run closely behind her. I guess that's what you get when you don't have glass in your sliding glass doors. Probably. (laughs) That's a good point. I think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Although it would have been really cool to see her bust through the screen. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I put down, um, I swear this is like a horror movie where they're running after the goat and the goat is just walking and somehow the oh. goat is <laughs> getting ahead of him. Right. It's like you'll have these people running away from Jason, like actively running and Jason is just walking and somehow he always catches them. So, mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. <laughs> Indeed. Scene 15. Moments later, Carol walks through the front door with a few of the ladies at the PTA. They're all laughing and yucking it up as they walk in. Carol says, come on in, ladies. Make yourself right at home. The ladies all step into the living room as Carol pretentiously calls out for her maid. Oh, Alice. She's my maid. I have a maid. (laughs) She's coming to serve us. Mrs. Kravitz, which I like calling her that because that's who she is from Bewitched. So that's pretty much how I refer to her in the rest of the episode. Mrs. Kravitz from Bewitched says, oh, what a lovely home you have, Mrs. Brady. Carol smiles with pride and says, why, thank you. Oh, this whole thing? Sorry about the mess. My maid, she needs to be dealt with. (laughs) Mrs. Dingle asks, Carol, did you get new chairs? Carol says, no, we just had them cleaned. Mrs. Dingle says, oh, they look great. Just then, Alice walks in and says, hi, Mrs. Brady, Mrs. Dingle. What happened to your PTA meeting? Mrs. Dingle says, hi, Alice. We had to switch houses. Mrs. Kravitz says, I forgot the painters were coming today. God. (laughs) Carol requests, 
Alice, could you get us some tea, please? Alice says, tea and cookies coming right up. It'd be funny if Mrs. Dingle should have a, a garden. That way the kids can go over and pick dingleberries. <laughs> that'd, that'd just be cool. Where'd you get those berries? <laughs> Dad, you want to try one of my dingleberries? It's okay. Um, <laughs> do you know what a dingleberry is? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's just make it. Well, the, the people at home, if any of you know what a dingleberry is, me and Tech know, but share the news, share it on Facebook or whatever. The people get a kick out of it. Um, why does it feel like, and you touched on it, but why does it feel like she was being so disrespectful to Alice? I mean, she could have easily just went like, I, I mean, I know it's Alice's job, but she could have easily went into the kitchen and said, Hey, you know, can, would you mind bringing us some tea or even go in and help her make the tea? But she didn't have to call mm-hmm. her out like that. Like what the fuck? Like, like she, she made Alice stop what she was doing. She already makes her wear a uniform around the house, yeah. but no, she's quote member of the family. Like she made her, you know, Alice was in the kitchen doing something. She made her yeah. stop what she's doing. Come yeah. out into the living room and say, Hey, would you mind turning around and go back in the kitchen and make me some tea? You couldn't come and tell me that? You know I'm busy. Damn. Time is money and it's your money. You really want me to stop and walk across the house all day? Like, fuck. <laughs> she's like a live-in maid. Is she also like a, like a servant? Like, I don't know. She's like everything. I'm surprised uh, Alice don't wear a name tag. <laughs> she only it says has Brady residence and it says, my name's Alice. <laughs> Brady <laughs> Actually, if, if this was... A, I don't know if you ever... No, you didn't watch it. Um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she would be... What would her, what would her name be? Alfred. It would be, uh, <laughs> be Mikeford. No, what is it? What it was named Alfred after the, Huh? It'd be, it was the name of the man, and then... Oh, I can't remember. Major or something? Or Colonel something? No, like... Uh, Alfred. So it means she was of Fred. Oh, so, oh yeah, okay. So... Yeah, so she would be off mic, as would be her name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she only wears a uniform for when people come over. Alice, <laughs> can you make us some tea? Blessed be the fruit. And she turns around and walks by the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these women have it rough, you know. It's like, oh, like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot painters were coming to my house to get more <laughs> servant people, you know. <laughs> I couldn't me. watch my soap operas at home because they have. I had to pay to paint my house again. <laughs> and so, well, Carol is little Miss PTA. <laughs> the ladies all kissing her ass and everything when they walk but in. What's funny is that lady sensed it. You saw that, right? That one lady's that lo- that lady knew those chairs wasn't wasn't brand new. She fucking knew it. She knew that shit wasn't wasn't brand new. She's like, oh, oh, Carol, you splurged and got new chairs, huh? She's like, no, we just had them cleaned. Oh, <laughs> well, so like, you didn't what? get new chairs like mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the way I took it with Mrs. Dingle, because she comments, oh, did you get new chairs? I figured this is a, this is my thought process and mm-hmm. her saying all that is that Carol is a little miss popular PTA. Like right. people are kissing her ass. Like people like want to be Carol. She is. Cause even like Mrs. Kravitz is like, what a beautiful home. Wow. And then she's like, yeah, let me call my maid. You know, everybody just loves Carol. Like, and so Mrs. Dingle who had been over there before 
wanted mm-hmm. to show the other woman. I, I come over here all the fucking time. Oh. So she's like, oh, Carol, look at your chairs. Are, you, are they new? So you know we just had them cleaned. Oh, okay. Because I've been here before. I know. See, I, I didn't take and it then, that way at all. And then Alice comes in and she's like, hey, Alice. You know, I was like, oh, Alice, hey, you remember me? And like, yeah, hey, Mrs. Dingle. You know, it's like, because I've been here before. I come over all the time. Well, see, like, like our man, Dane Cook, he talks about in his, in his comedy routine. He said, in every group of girls, there's one girl that nobody fucking likes. And that's, <laughs> that's Carol. So that lady totally <laughs> threw Carol under the bus. She's like, oh, that's so, lo- you got new chairs. Oh, no, no, we just had the old ones cleaned. <laughs> they can't afford to get new chairs. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Maybe on the drive over, she was talking to Miss Dingle up in the front seat. She's like, hey, when you mention something about the chairs, it's like, what do you want me to say? Just like, you know, hey, did you get a new chair? You know, something like that. They're going to be like, I bet she had them same fucking ugly chairs that she had like 10 years ago at her mom's house. I bet you she fucking did. Watch this. They're going to say the same shit in there. Oh, Carol, you got new chairs? Oh, no, I just cleaned them. They look at each other. You can't really hear it on camera. You look at, they look at each other and go, <clears throat> that's what happens. <laughs> when, I, when my chairs got old, I just bought new ones. So... But you're good. You know, that's thrifty of you. Thrifty. So like on, on the women's side, she's like, oh, Carol. Like, she turns and she's like, hey, check this guy. Like, watch this guy's. Hey, Carol, you must have got new chairs. That's what that was. <laughs> that's what that was. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, All right. <sighs> Scene 16. Just then, Mike and Greg return home in the driveway out back. As they get out of the car, Greg says, that's great. I'm glad the guys from Coolidge High were as anxious to stay out of trouble as we were. Mike says, yeah, now all you have to do is get Raquel to the park and change her for the bear cub. Greg says, yeah, what a break. Mom's at the PTA meeting. I'll have a chance to get Raquel out. They both walk in the house as if on a mission. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Man, that's such a nice car. Like he drove blue one. He drove the. He actually drove the same blue one through all four of the other seasons. The only difference was they replaced the front end of it with the new front end. So the one that he drives, and I seen, I think season three and three and four, you can't actually buy because it's a certain model with a newer front end on it. You can convert it to that, which is what they did. But this is the only one. This is the only car he drives that's not blue. But it's such a nice yeah, car. This I love one's his red. car. Yeah, I love his car. Is this, a, is this a Cuda too? No, I think it's an Impala. I thought, but they didn't yeah. show much of the car, so it's hard to tell. Where have you tried sounding it out? <laughs> <laughs> Impala. <laughs> well, it's not that hard. All right, scene seventeen. Back inside, as the PTA meeting continues, Mrs. Kravitz says. Oh, your house is furnished so beautifully, Mrs. Brady. (laughs) Carol says, what, this old thing? Well, would you like to see the rest of it before Mr. Binkley gets here? Kravitz says, I'd love to. (laughs) Just then, Mike and Greg walk into the living room and in shock to see Carol and the PTA ladies. Carol says, oh, hi, dear. Mike and Greg just put (laughs) fake smiles on and slowly make their way in. Carol says, ladies, this is the man who designed the house. There it is. Okay. All right. Boom. That's her confirmation. We always question that all all through this whole show. Anyway, this is the man who designed the house. My husband, Mike, and my son, Greg. All the ladies greet them. Mike says, 
Well, uh, what happened to uh, the you know the you know the PTA meeting? <laughs> Carol says, "Oh, we had a last minute switch of houses, but you timed your entrance perfectly. The ladies were just wanting to see the house." Mike, surprised, says, "Oh, that's fine, fine." Greg says, "Well, don't show my room." Carol <laughs> gives him a confused look. Greg adds, "Because I forgot to clean it up, and it's a mess." Mike says, yeah, well, oh, we understand that, Greg. <laughs> Mike, trying to take the reins on this, says, uh, well, would you like to see the garage? <laughs> and ladies just look at each other in confusion. Mike says, no, I suppose you don't. Uh, well, uh, how about my den? Carol says, great. This way, ladies. Mike and Carol lead the ladies to the den just as the doorbell rings. Carol asks Greg to answer the door. Greg opens the front door, and it's Mr. Binkley. In shock, Greg just stands there. Mr. Binkley says, hello, Gregory. Gregory says, oh, hi. Hi, hi, Mr. Binkley. Mr. Binkley says, I've already been to Mrs. Gould's house. I hope there hasn't been another change of meeting place. Gregory stutters. Oh, yes, sir. I, I mean, no, sir. It's here. Mr. Binkley just stands there and stares at Gregory until finally asking, may I come in? Greg says, oh, sure. Come on in. As Mr. Binkley and Gregory walk into the living room, Mr. Binkley says, I presume you know why we're meeting. Gregory says something about school mascots. <laughs> he played that game. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Mascot Binkley, or something, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Mr. Binkley corrects Gregory and says, stolen mascots youngsters must learn to respect one another's property today it's goats and bears tomorrow it's liable to be cars or even worse gregory says oh yes sir i couldn't agree with you more binkley just <laughs> responds hmm gregory says well they're in the den here if you just follow me gregory leads mr binkley to the den hmm so Mike did design it. That's interesting. Yeah. But also Mike isn't so deep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> also that guy's suit was actually kind of cool looking. I wouldn't wear it, but you know, for this show that the suit actually looked kind of cool. It was like, I think a, like a, a white striped um, suit jacket with like a bow tie and shit. Like hmm. kind of cool. looking. I don't remember. I remember a little bit. That yeah. look has come back recently. So, yeah. So, just I had to say again, I fucking love this episode. <laughs> Mike and Greg had a secret together. Yeah. And I got to give some shout outs. So, Barry Williams did a great job in this scene. Um, even something something simple as him just walking to the door to open it. Like, you could see his anxiety and frustration yeah. just from his walk. I noticed from that too. There to get to the door. I thought yeah. that was really well done. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> scene 18. Back in the backyard, we see Raquel has returned. Oh, she walks into the kitchen sliding glass door and into the living room. Alice, while preparing the tea, sees Raquel run by out the corner of her eye. She pours the tea from a cup and onto the floor in disbelief. Hmm. Raquel walks through the living room and up the stairs. Just as she's walking up the stairs, everyone begins walking out of the den with Mike and Greg in the lead. Greg and Mike immediately spot Raquel on the stairs and Greg quickly closes the door on everybody so that they won't come out and see. 
Just before the door closes, Mike whispers to Greg, get the goat. Mike shuts the door and Greg runs up the stairs after Raquel. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Um, I I couldn't help thinking like these shots were actually kind of dangerous for the goat. I would think, right? Them like doing the stairs, yeah. Because in the on the house, if you go visit the house in California, because of current codes, they had to put plexiglass on the stair banisters. Yeah, it could have slipped. Yeah, but on the set there wasn't anything. There was that was a sheer drop. Mm -hmm. So it's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But then again, it was dangerous for the kids, too, because there's times where the kids are dangling their legs off of it and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Scene 19. Upstairs, Greg wanders through the hallway, whispering for Raquel. He peeks in all the bedrooms for her. Back downstairs, Carol leaves the PTA out of the den, saying, Come on, everybody. I'll show you the upstairs. (laughs) Mike runs ahead of her and says, Oh, honey, what about the kitchen? I mean, that's your pride and joy. Carol says, I'm saving that for last. (laughs) As she heads up the stairs, Mike grabs her arm and says, yes, but you have an important meeting. And I'm sure Mr. Binkley doesn't have time for the grand tour. Binkley starts to say, well, I do have Carol interrupts and says, but it'll only take a moment, Mr. Binkley. Binkley says, oh, very well. Carol looks at Mike and says, see, come on, everybody. Mike plows through Carol and says, wait a minute, I'll lead the way. And runs up ahead of the crowd. He should have like grabbed her ankle and like, like on Dumb and Dumber, grabbed her ankle, make her fall and then run ahead of her. I went right to the top. <laughs> um, thank God Mike has the best BS detector. Because if anybody else's was even half as good as Mike's, they would have saw right through all the shit. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it, this episode would have only worked if Mike was in on it. If Carol was in on it, yeah. nope, Mike would have saw that shit in the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> right. It would have been exactly. like on a very special six minute long episode of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this scene was really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, that's great. I wish they were all like this. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, right. Scene 20. Meanwhile, Greg is still whispering around for Raquel in the hallway. As he stands there, we see Raquel run from one room to the boys' room across the hall behind him. He hears this and runs after her and shuts the door. Oh, I should have done the porn music. That would have been funny. (laughs) No, that's good. Just then, Mike leads the tour and says, three bedrooms up here and one upstairs. All while Mike looks around for any signs of Raquel. Mrs. Kravitz remarks, I love the color scheme. Mike shows off the boys' room and says, the two youngest boys have this room on the right. Mike peeks his head in to see if the coast is clear, just as Greg runs with Raquel through the adjoining bathroom to the girls' room. Mike sees it's all clear and invites the tour on in. Mrs. Kravitz says, look how neatly they keep it. (laughs) Okay. Why in the hell would this tour need to go upstairs? Like their son's room, really? Like, why? <laughs> like I saw you, you, I do. saw Rana's room once, but I think it was because I helped you, I helped you carry something in it. <laughs> like, otherwise, <laughs> right. why else would you take me in there? Like, you know what I mean? It's just typical when you come over somebody's house for the first time and give them a tour. Uh, I don't need to see my kids' room. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> okay, scene twenty-one. 
Just then, Raquel walks out of the girls' room and back out into the hallway. Greg snatches her and pets her calmly and says, That's a good girl, Raquel. Now just keep it cool, all right? Here's Carol saying, And this bathroom was designed for both the girls and the boys. Greg, in a panic, picks up Raquel and they both go into the linen closet. And just as he shuts the door, Mike walks out first and sees the door shut. Carol, right behind him, says, And now I'd like you to see what I think every house should have. And that's a walk-in linen closet. Carol swings open the door and there stands Greg with his arms around Raquel. Mm. Smiling at Carol (laughs) is all he can do. (laughs) Carol sees this and immediately slams the door shut and says, You've seen one linen closet, you've seen them all, right? The tour group just stands there. Mike, standing there with his arms crossed, suggests... Why don't you show him the master bedroom? <laughs> Carol says, right, right. The master bedroom. Uh, just go there. Go there. Uh, Mr. Binkley, just go there. Right there. Go. Carol <laughs> runs back and whispers to Mike, you knew about this, didn't you? Mike whispers back, I'll explain later. Carol gives him an evil eye and says, ooh, and runs back up to catch up with the tour group. After Carol leaves, Mike opens the door and whispers to Greg, I'll stall them in the master bedroom. Get rid of that goat. Greg says, I'm trying to. Mike slams the door shut and joins them in the master bedroom. Um, <laughs> the linen closet? Really, Carol? Like, you're showing them the freaking <laughs> linen closet on a house. This must be the most boring house tour on the face of the earth. <laughs> like, the most exciting part is the freaking linen closet. You know, Mr. Binkley is like 100% on board with this tour. I mean, but they're not selling it. They're not buying it. (sighs) So, yeah. Um, So, like, if if I was to give a grand tour of my house, Mm -hmm. you see freaking snakes, okay? You don't see a linen (laughs) closet. You see snakes and lizards and frogs and bugs. Well, that's what you're most proud of. She was most proud of the walk-in linen closet. It's because she's pathetic. (laughs) Um, But on a side note... This episode I found very inspirational. Yeah. Um, I found it wonderful. Oh. I found it, what's the word? Um, mm. Awe-inspiring mm. to see Carol so angry. <laughs> like that's, this, it, this just made me, this was such a happy episode. I loved it. It, it brought a tear to my eye watching <laughs> My wife's like, what are you crying about? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. It's just, so she's like, is it the freaking <laughs> attic room again? I'm like, no, 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 it's something else. Yeah, she was a little mad in this scene, but she gets more pissed later. <laughs> um, I thought Greg's face when she opens the door and he's just standing there like holding Raquel. I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> and I thought even Carol was funny in the scene too. I was quite impressed. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to um, post on Instagram the picture that the screenshot you did. <laughs> that I paused on. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. <sighs> yeah, I will. Yeah. So look for that. Heck yeah. In fact, pause this right now and jump onto our Instagram and check it out. This isn't a ploy. This isn't like, we're going to trick them into doing a homework. It's not like that. It really is a funny picture. (laughs) All right. Scene 22. Greg walks out of the linen closet and picks up Raquel to sneak her down the hall past the open door to the master bedroom where everyone ends. Mm. His attempt to be quiet seems to make it more difficult Just then, as he rounds the corner, Alice walks around with a bucket and a mop. Greg trips and falls to the ground. Raquel bleats out. 
Alice sees Raquel in shock and says, that's the second goat I've seen today. (laughs) Raquel then runs into the master bedroom. Mrs. Dingleberry shrieks and Greg (laughs) runs in after her, not after Raquel, not Miss Dingleberry. Mike in frustration puts his hands on his head. Carol just scoffs. Mr. Binkley rolls his eyes. Mr. Furley's outside listening at the... No. Um, (laughs) The ladies of the PTA just run around and shriek their asses off like chickens with their heads cut off. Carol just yells out, close the door. Mrs. Dingleberry slams the door shut. Mrs. Kravitz hides in the closet for safety from the angry, evil, and deadly goat. (laughs) Greg comes out of the bathroom running around all tangled in the shower curtain like a cat stuck in a fucking plastic grocery bag. (laughs) Carol finally losing her damn mind shouts, Greg, that's my shower curtain. Mike, do something. (laughs) Greg finally getting it off. Oh, shouts back. I know, I know. Carol asks, where's the goat? Greg yells, she's in the bathtub. Mike shouts back, well, go get it. <laughs> Greg turns and runs back into the bathroom to grab Raquel. Raquel walks out of the bathroom and terrorizes poor Mrs. Kravitz hiding in the closet. She screams out in horror. Greg closely behind her. Gra- Raquel jumps up on the bed. Carol, still losing her mind, shouts at Mike, Oh, that's my good spread. Mike says, I'll get it. Carol says, be careful, Mike. The rest (laughs) of the PTA just watch as Mike dives onto the bed to catch a goat. Because that's how you do it. Yeah. Raquel (laughs) jumps off in time to escape and runs right into the closet where Mrs. Kravitz is hiding. Greg (laughs) spots this as an opportunity and shuts the closet door, finally trapping her. Greg proudly folds his arms and leans onto the wall. Mr. Binkley says, Gregory, Mrs. Kravitz is in the closet. (laughs) Gregory's eyes widen as he opens the closet door. Mrs. Kravitz has a look of sheer terror on her face. She stumbles out and runs out the door. Mike, finally having a good idea, grabs the fresh flowers in a vase next to the bed. Walks over to Greg as he opens the closet. Raquel walks out calmly and eats the flowers. Mike just sighs. Mr. Binkley says, I hope you have a good explanation for this, Gregory. Gregory, while feeding Raquel, says, I hope so, too. Mr. Binkley sighs and says, but I doubt it. Mm. Gregory sighs and says, I doubt it, too. Hmm. This was sheer pandemonium in the scene. So, (laughs) (laughs) just the shout of Greg running out like he was a cat stuck in a fucking grocery yeah. bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, out in the hallway when he sees Alice, yeah. um, it sounded like like she dubbed her voice. That sound like uh, it to you? I don't remember. It wasn't noticeable enough for me to make a note. I get so. a feeling that everybody was making so much noise that her line didn't come through. But also, in hindsight, I find it mysterious that Alice didn't come in the room to even help. Just, I guess just fucking stayed well, in the hallway. She was. She oh, was, she was in, the room? in the doorway getting ready to come in when oh, she okay. said, shut the door. And somebody slammed it like right in her face. Okay. Just as Alice was about to walk in. So I don't get it. Did the goat have shit on it? What do you mean? 
Or like, did the goat, was it covered with palmetto bugs or something? Like, why was everybody so fucking afraid of this goat? I know. Like, what why, the fuck are they screaming about? They're screaming and running around. Like, if this is a reaction, their football games must be like riots. Like, people must be terrified at their, because they got fucking bears and apparently goats covered with shit at their football games. You know, what I didn't understand, too, is like, where's the goat? And like, she's in the bathtub. We'll go fucking get her. <laughs> like, she's already in the bathroom. Just shut the door. <laughs> like, now she's contained. Yeah. You know? And to go get her in the bathtub, I would think, would be as simple as just walking into the bathroom. And then, yeah. I don't know, taking her a, by the collar. They had a dog at one time. You know, they got a fucking leash around somewhere. She had a collar on. <laughs> Yeah, she had a collar on. Yeah. Just walk in there and just grab the collar and say, come on, Raquel. Yeah. I don't know how he ran into the bathroom and she just walks out. But you know, <laughs> strawberries don't have a flavor when they cook. So. <laughs> God. <laughs> Scene 23. The PTA meeting has now adjourned as the ladies and Mr. Binkley all leave out the front door. Mrs. Kravitz says, thanks for a lovely time. I think <laughs> Carol smiles and says, Oh, come back. Mrs. Dingle says, Carol, next time I'm going to bring my track shoes. <laughs> and Carol says, you're such a fucking bitch. <laughs> Carol says, all right, Selma, so long. And the third lady, the PTA finally speaks as she leaves. And she just says, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Which lastly leaves Mr. Binkley as he says, Mr. Brady. I want to commend you on having acted so quickly to affect the mascot exchange. Mike chuckles and says, well, uh, Mr. Minkley then looks at Gregory and says, and as for you, young man, Gregory says, yes, sir. Binkley goes on. I think a 5,000 word essay on the evils of mascot stealing is in order. Mm. Gregory repeats 5,000 words. Carol says, Greg. I think Mr. Binkley is being very generous. <laughs> Greg picks up what Carol is putting down and says, oh, yes, very generous. He looks at Mr. Binkley and smiles and says, thank you, sir. <laughs> Binkley says, well, hadn't you run along, Gregory? You have an appointment <laughs> to return the goat? Greg's eyes widen as he says, the goat, where is she? Oh, Jesus. Greg runs off into the house to find her. Carol sighs and says, oh, my poor house. Oh, like she's going to fucking clean it. Get out of here. <laughs> Mike chuckles and says, boy, time sure have changed. I did the same thing when I was a kid and I got suspended for a week. Mr. Binkley looks around, leans in and quietly says, I was suspended for an entire month. They all just laugh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> seemed appropriate. Sorry. <laughs> Binkley shakes their hands and they walks off. Hmm. <laughs> Hypocrite teachers. Now that's hilarious. You still have to right? enforce rules, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's also the reason I homeschool. <laughs> but no, that's not really the reason I homeschool. You know, people diddling little kids, like teachers diddling little kids. Yeah, that's why I homeschool. Because if I couldn't get any from the teacher when I was in middle school, then my son's not either. Sorry. That's the way it works. That's the way it works in my house. And I tried, you know, 30 years later. And don't get still me wrong. Trying, still couldn't get yeah, any from We the had teacher. slutty teachers in school. It's just, what? you know, they weren't that slutty. Oh. 
<laughs> you said slow teachers. No, 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 slutty. Yeah. We couldn't catch them. Yeah, um, we had the we had the teachers that wore airplane skirts. If you catch what I'm saying, we had them. Hmm. Scene twenty four. Up in the attic room, <laughs> Alice is vacuuming. She shuts off the vacuum and says, well, that ought to do it, Mrs. Brady. Carol, while spraying air freshener, says, boy, Alice, I tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Sorry. Um, <laughs> goats may be easy on the eyes, but they sure are hard on the nose. <laughs> I was a little, little, bit, was a little slow, too. Um, but they're not easy on the eyes because you guys were fucking screaming and running away from them. Sorry. <laughs> Alice laughs and says, I'll say I'm glad Raquel has gone back where she belongs. Greg steps out of his beaded area and says, yes, but the memory lingers on as he holds up a pair of his jeans with the ass eaten out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they all just laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think if you look really closely, you can still see remnants of peanut butter around the edge of that pan. Um, <laughs> um, but also, I swear that shit stain is still on the carpet, man. It's like a black shit stain. I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> Greg trying to get that poor goat to toss his his salad. That's that's fucked up. I like how like Alice is vacuuming. She probably cleaned up shit, fucking yeah. wiped shit down. Carol just comes in with air freshener. Ew! It end. stinks. I did my part. <laughs> well, I mean, that a either Greg was trying some freaky shit with that goat, right? Which that's what I think. Or B, the homeboy's got some shit stains. Because why else would the goat eat the, the ass out of a pair of jeans? Well, I just assume it was the ass, and it could have been the crotch area, too. I don't know. Uh, that's even, that's the same, though. That means he either he ain't wearing underwear or he ain't changing them. <laughs> <laughs> That goat's going to pick that part of the pants for a reason. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, gross. <sighs> That's awesome. So I, I really like this episode a lot. Yeah, that was a fun I, episode. I it. That was probably a lot of fun. one of my favorites, I'd have to admit. <laughs> That's awesome. So I remember we talked about what's your favorite episode and I... I, was like, I don't know. They're all fucking same. The, this this one, wasn't. This same. one stands out. This yeah. one stands out. I liked it. <laughs> all right. Well, I have some emails to read. That's right. Plural. It's plural. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I thought because we. I mean, smoke and mirrors. Me and Tech have shared notes that we go by, and it says Bernice and Lisa. So I was like, oh, gay couple. That's cute. But I guess it's not. <laughs> nope. So the first one comes to us from Bernice and she says, so excited to start the last season, but so sad to know that this will come to an end soon. Yeah. You guys were talking about what you want to do next. And you mentioned Gilligan's Island. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Actually, she said, OMG. I love Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I would love to hear your take on this silly show. The guest appearances, the professor's many inventions, the creative cooking. Are you Team Ginger or Team Marianne? Mm. We'll talk about that in a second. And all the absurd situations. I can hear all of your thoughts and jokes you would have on each episode. Also, there is a connection to the Brady Bunch with Sherwood Schwartz. Please consider doing Gilligan's Island. And have a sunshine day, Bernice. Mm. 
So it's are cool. you team Marianne or team Ginger? Team Marianne and team Ginger back in the day or now? <laughs> back because in the day. I'll be honest, team Ginger, like Ginger now looks <laughs> like if Skeletor had a baby, like she looks horrible. <laughs> Sorry, that's really mean, but it she does. Um, well, she's probably like what seventy or eighty. <laughs> yeah, but back in the day, yeah. what were they? Team Ginger and Team Who? Marianne, Marianne, Team Marianne, all the way, man. For sure. Oh, come For on, sure, no, no person in the right mind would be Team Ginger. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Bernice. Hell That's yeah. cool. I, um, I really like the idea of um, Gilligan's Island as well. We still haven't made a final decision yet. We do have it out to our um, producers, and we're all discussing it and uh, going around. So yeah. I mean, but on that note, if you want to weigh in on it, like I'm not going to say we don't. We're not going to people like Bernice. We're, I'm not saying we're not going to take your opinions. Obviously, we are. But for sure, we're probably not going to ask the, a formal opinion of just everybody because you're going to mm-hmm. have people weighing in on it that don't even listen to the show. If we re, if we release it to like social media or even the Facebook group, there's a lot of people in the Facebook group that think it's just, just a group for, for Brady bunch fans. But the producers are, are people that we know have our vested interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're asking them. But if you are the type of person that really does care and really does, you know, you plan on listening to it and you want to give your two cents that much more reason to be a patron. And we're not saying everybody that gives at least this much money. No, anybody that joins Patreon weighs in on it. So if that's something you want to weigh on, on formally, you can either email the show or you can, um, uh, be a Patreon subscriber. So, mm-hmm. yep. For sure. All right. And the next email comes from Lisa. I have a date with Lisa. <laughs> Sorry. It's from, it's from come to my <clears throat> Uh, Lisa says, hello, I'm sad. This is the last season. You guys are so funny to listen to. Have you thought about redoing season one together this time? Mm. Did you notice that every single one of the singing episodes are eliminated from the available Hulu episodes? Yeah. Yeah. We know. Also, I think you should definitely get a cast member on your show for an interview. I would think any one of the kids would be happy to do it. Keep up the laughs. Lisa from New Jersey. Well, a, cu- a couple of things. Um, well, first off, obviously we appreciate the email, uh, but a couple sure. of things. One is um, we have thought about having the kids on the show and we actually have talked to not one of the kids, but somebody else that was um, close to the show uh, that we're mm-hmm. trying to work on timing and stuff for the interview. So that there is an interview yeah. in the works. Um, I don't want to, we don't want to say the name in case it falls through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of people that were kind of in talks yep. with that mm-hmm. were trying to get on the show that were involved with the show. None of the main cast, but no. um, but there's a couple definitely in very involved in the show. There's one person that was very involved in the show that we have act, acted actively had conversations with about when can you do this? When do you want to oh, be yeah, on? Many you know? times, yeah, we've gone back and forth many times. <clears throat> um, this is this is the last season of the Brady Bunch, but is not the last season of a very Brady podcast. Um, we're going to do a season six. And season six is going to be like the parody movies, some of the movies that came after the Brady Bunch. Uh, we might touch on the um, variety show. So this isn't necessarily the last uh, the last season for the for a very Brady podcast. But you're right, it is the last season for the, uh, the Brady Bunch. So yeah. yeah, and also don't forget too, the very Brady podcast is not going anywhere anytime no, it's not, soon. No. Mm-hmm. 
And so whatever show we do decide to do next, whether it's Gilligan's Island or what have you, it's still going to be right here on the stream, still called the Very Brady Podcast, yeah. even though we're going to be talking about, you know, Leave it to Beaver or whatever, whatever show we decide to do next. So. Yeah, because the way podcasting works out, again, Smoke and Mirrors, um, there's something that, that they refer to as SEO, which is search engine optimization. And that typically goes by keywords and the title of the episode. So ironically, the title of the podcast itself really has very little bearing in how people find the show. It's really about, if you look in the show notes, the title of the episode is usually the Brady Bunch colon, you know, season five episode, you know, whatever. And then the name of the individual episode that has more to do with you finding us than everybody podcast does. So the rent, the name of it is really irrelevant. Um, so that's right. why we made the decision. Oh, let's just go and keep it on the same channel. Yeah. So like if we do Gilligan's Island next, uh, that's those season will say Gilligan's Island season yes. one, episode one yep. in the title of the episode. So, so don't go anywhere. Plus what me and tech decided is that way. If we happen to have anything that had to do with the Brady Munch, let's say that they bring the show back. Peacock is in a state right now where they're bringing all kinds of shows back. Um, and that's like a new thing now. Like it's like, that's the popular thing now is by rebooting old shows. So let's say they decide to reboot the Brady Bunch. Let's say it follows Peter and his kids or something. I don't know. Um, then that gives us another, uh, outlet to, to review stuff, mm -hmm. you know, without having to go back. So, or well, if we can get those Brady bros on this show, that'd um, be cool. Man. They may not, there yeah. might, that might be some kind of conflict of interest, but, um, maybe, maybe we can get one of the girls on to talk shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> all right so bernice and lisa thank you so much yeah. for sending your emails in and you know we had fun here today don't be offended we do love the show we are not racist or sexist hell no but also we would like to thank our producers from patreon because without you this couldn't be possible and of course we're talking to jim and jenny they get shout outs every week because they're the ones that took a chance on us. And even after you guys, if you guys make the decision to not be Patreons anymore, you're still getting shout outs because you were the first ones to, to take a chance on us. So um, we do appreciate it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So homework assignments, we're going to sign them up. Uh, first one is check out the website. Go to a very Brady podcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple podcast, Bot chaser and Castbox. Or wherever you get your uh, your podcast from. Mm -hmm. And tell two friends about the show. And if you don't like it, go tell your boy's vice principal. <laughs> oh, dang. Send an email to the show, just like Bernice and Lisa did, and tell us how you like or dislike the show or your opinions on what we should do next mm -hmm. at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join the conversations and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. And that way you, that's another way that you can weigh in on your opinion. Um, and you might, who knows, I, I got a feeling the Patreon subscribers will know what we're going to do next before anybody. Mm -hmm. So sure. if you're just dying to know what it is, be a Patreon subscriber. Mm -hmm. Conversations are already going on. Yep, All exactly. right. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like if the show's going to be late, if... I don't know if we're going to throw a big rock and shindig, a groovy <laughs> time or whatever. Yeah. Check out our uh, network at the, uh, the retro network at the natural, the natural wet work. Wow. The, yeah. the net, the, 
RetroNetwork.com. There it is. And again, I know, and I'm probably beating off a dead horse every time I say this, but with the Retro Network, me and Tech went out and looked for, actively looked for a network to join that was like us, that thought like we did. They had the same kind of nostalgic sense that we did. So we picked the network because we felt like our show fit into that network. So if we like it, chances are you guys are going to like it too. So can't say that enough. Go out and check and see what they have to offer. And I think you'll like it. Mm -hmm. But also check out the P-Pup. The P. Right? <laughs> You're doing it too. Check out the T Public merch store. Link in the description of this episode, and mm. we got the new shirt. Yeah, you box it like got a boss. Box it like a boss. You got to check it out. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, and most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. And Jimmy is going to tell you what episode you should watch next. On the next episode, season five, episode seven, Marsha gets creamed. Oh, that that deserves it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it? You sure I should do it? <laughs> yeah. This, I don't know where else you would do it. All right. On this next episode, season five, episode seven, Marsha <laughs> gets creamed. Oh, yeah. Marsha, Jan, and Peter. Each get jobs at the local ice cream parlor. Each with varying results. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm shit. saying? Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, all right. it's too much fun. And also, Tech has a note that he wants to say real quick before we leave. <laughs> yeah, so I, d I did want to touch on something real quickly. Um, you know, we, we do have a fun time here tonight. And it's a blessing, and I'm truly humbled that, you know, we can all sleep safely in our beds tonight with no worries. But I assume, Jimmy, as well, our hearts go out to the people of the Ukraine oh, of and President Zelensky. And how much of a badass is Zelensky? <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he is, he just, like, is out there in the streets and be like, bring it. I guess yep. nuts. But, I mean, it's just like fathers, brothers, sons, even mothers and sisters leaving their children and families mm -hmm. just to stay behind and fight. Like exactly, it's crazy, not knowing if they're ever going to see him again. But let's keep them in our hearts and our prayers tonight as they fight to keep their homes and their country. So uh, I do want to say God bless President Zelensky and the people of Ukraine. So exactly, yep, I I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, it's craziness out there, and I think uh, we can all give a resounding. Might do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if he could, he if would. He could, he would. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so unless you have anything else. No, that's it. All right, cool. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>